0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Thinking Aloud, a podcast of Boys to man Foundation, where we discuss lots of interesting topics and where we just chill and have a good time. My name is Richard Nzeku and today I have two amazing guests with me, Femi Akinsheye and Uzim Immanuel. So today we're going to be talking about FOMO or fear of missing out where you feel like everybody is getting ahead in life and you're kind of lagging behind. So how do you
1: guys feel about this? Have you ever experienced it yourselves? Yeah, personally I have. I mean, I I, I don't believe that there's somebody who wouldn't have. I, I would like to meet that person. But I personally have. I'm speaking for myself. I think that's very, very real, you know. Um, especially in the way that you described it where you feel like everybody is getting ahead of you in life and then you're just lagging behind. It's stuff that I feel all the time. You know, I, I just, I, I, I would think, look at my peers and be like, oh, we started at the same time and X is doing stuff and Y is doing Z. And I'm just there in the middle thinking, how do I get ahead? What, what are these guys doing? You know, what what do they know that I don't know? So yeah, I, I feel that for a
2: lot. Yeah, I think it's also pertinent. So for me, uh, probably, Something that I feel is always part of our lives. Who's growing up? You have your friends, and like, oh, he got this kiss, I didn't get it. I'm missing out, and everything. And so I think it just derails straight to even presence today, where you see people who you think you you're meant to be in the same level with them, probably doing great, having great lives, and you're probably just there. You're feeling, what is it I'm missing? out? what is it that I'm doing wrong? So I think I've also feel I felt it's just like Femi. I need to meet somebody who will say he hasn't actually experienced it. Probably I'll ask the person for a magic wand to make myself probably not have it.
0: Well, I think, I mean, for me, I've also experienced it, but not necessarily on the level of my peers are doing so-so-and-so and and I want to be doing what they're doing. Um, So for me, I make videos for YouTube and stuff and I love to travel and experience just the world and meet different people from different cultures now with the pandemic and you know the way the world is today i can't do that as i would like to but then if you go on youtube you still find that there's still people that are able to travel especially people in you know different countries like maybe in the u.s it may be easier for them to get out because you know when it comes to travel for example you don't need an American doesn't need a visa to get to a lot of countries, you know, so thinking of travel for them is not as, it's not as much of a chore as it is for people who need visas to go to certain countries. So that's one, I'm just looking at people traveling and just, I'm I'm like, I want to do that, you know, that, that is what I want to be doing, but I can't do that at the same time. So that, that for me is where my FOMO comes in, because I just feel like I could be doing much more than I'm doing now, and yeah, the circumstances aren't in my control. But you can't help but feel like you could be doing other things sometimes. So that is the way I experience it personally.
1: I agree. I think that that's. I mean, the pandemic would have even sort of exacerbated, it, you know, a little its effects at least you know because now you can just you're just stuck in your home and you're looking at other people who are doing stuff that you originally would have loved to do yeah you know just, you, know, you anything. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so i'm actually looking at the agents that
2: might be causing this kind of um effects this formal effect so imagine uh, richard if probably there was no room for social media or you didn't have to go through youtube and see what other people are doing maybe you were just in your own niche and possibly felt you were doing great maybe with the pandemic and everybody was doing great do you think probably you would have felt this way if you were just exposed to the social media and seeing what people were doing
0: mm. i mean it's i i definitely feel like it, it plays a role because and for me, it's not like even, it's not even like Instagram. It's mostly just YouTube because if I'm if I'm on there a lot, just trying to like study my analytics or whatever, like you can't help but just notice what comes on your homepage, even if you're not looking for it. And it's like wow, people are still doing what I would love to do at this time. I know my time is going to come definitely. It's not like I feel oh no, I'll never do this, but. You can't help but get impatient especially when you have certain goals for yourself this is where i I guess sometimes we also need to slow down a bit and just you know take the moment as it comes it can be frustrating and it's easier said than done but for me i'm just learning to be patient instead of viewing this time period as you know me just waiting i view it as me preparing for when I'm able to do those things so it was a mindset shift that I had to have that don't view it as oh you're just waiting you know it's so boring you're not feeling fulfilled instead view it as you're preparing yourself for when you you have the opportunity to do those things but going back to your question I definitely feel like um when you see certain things on social media you can't feel but help that you can't help sorry you can't help but feel that you you could be doing something as well, not necessarily exactly what other people are doing, but to some degree a variation of that. Um, but I feel like even if I didn't have social media, I would still feel the same way because I, you know, I don't have to look at people's experiences to know that people are still able to do certain things, you know. And even if it's not about other people doing things, I just know that I want to be doing those things. So I feel like yes, social media does play a role, but even if it wasn't there, I would still feel a slight um way of you know the, the same feelings.
1: But I think I agree with you, um Rich. I think that social media does influence, you know, how people feel FOMO and it exacerbates its effects too. Um, but I think that FOMO it, it can be classified, in my own opinion, in two ways. First, as um, the fear of missing out on something that you know is going on, that you can see. And then the fear of missing out on something that you don't know, that you imagine could be going on. And so it, it, in, the, in the case of what social media can influence, it can only influence you uh, because it, it will present it to you. Because it makes, it makes you know that oh, something is going on. And then so you can see your friends posting stuff. Or you can see you know other people around the country you know flying around and you feel like you want to be a part of it because you know you can see it. But even if you can't see it, I mean, we, we're blessed with to imagination. So Because we, we, there are things that we long for, that we want to be, or we want to do. We imagine that other people might be doing this thing. And then we, we are we're, we feel like we're missing out on something that could be life for us. So I, I think that, yes, social media does play a role and it influences it. I don't think it's, it's, it will be absent. Yeah, oh, I don't think it's the biggest agent.
2: I don't think so. Well, I feel uh, to a large extent, social media possibly has an effect on what we feel because it more or less like makes you see what other people are doing and probably keeps you, like, uh, what well, I say, objectify that, oh, I'm not doing what others are doing in that essence. Well, aside from that, I feel it's not necessarily social media, just like you've said. I'm trying to picture a scenario where I'm with set of people and I see things happening so yes very uh, something I would draw to myself so I have this situation where I just feel if things are happening in life let them happen organically but at the same time I see where other people are probably fighting to have something that they want and get the best out of it and I'm like do I need to push myself hard or try to make myself look better than everyone else to get the best and I feel okay once they do this, and they, I see them getting better results. I, on the other hand, will just probably say, "Oh, let me calm down. My time will come and the rest." I find that at the end of the day, I miss out with whatever that is happening around me, and probably when I want to go in, it's already too late. Everybody has gotten a better share of what is happening, and I'm left behind with probably nothing to hold on to. So, I sometimes it, it feels it makes me feel probably a little bit. Depressed, and I begin to wonder: Should I let things happen organically again, or do I probably push to get what's best? So, I think that fear of missing out is something that plays, and I don't know how to probably resolve it. I'm trying to see, just like you mentioned, like, oh, let me see. There's a time for everything. But in our contemporary society now, if you're dealing with there's a time for everything, somebody will come and strip off that opportunity from you, and end of the day you know they miss out from it. So, that is something I feel we need to look closely into and see when do we when we draw the line between fighting for what you want so going for what you want and being satisfied with what you have and saying probably there's a time for me so mm-hmm. that is where i have an issue with.
0: yeah i think it's it's very interesting that you raise that point that that struggle between when should i fight for something or when should i just wait and let things happen organically Because like you say, I think it's useful, you know, every once in a while to be patient and just, you know, trust the process, as they say. But sometimes you don't want to, you know, just spend your time, you know, just waiting and trusting that things will fall into place. You also have to take action as well. And I think a lot of us struggle with being able to balance those things out because it's either you're doing one or the other. I don't even know if it's possible to have a good balance. Like how do you achieve a good balance of fighting for something and also waiting, you know? Um, because like I was saying earlier, if you have certain goals for yourself in life and you want to move in a certain direction already, the fact that you're planning your life is a a great, is a great thing that you actually have a vision for yourself and everything. So nobody can blame you if you want your life to move a certain direction and you want it to move at the pace you imagine Um, that may not always work out as we know but you just have to adapt to that but it's it's it can be very uncomfortable when you want something to happen the way you've planned it and it's not you're not you're in a position where you don't even know if it's going to happen that way or when it will happen that way and you're just like what do i do how do i go for these things but I think the way I've come to make sense of that is you know there I think life is too short for you to like make a decision and start feeling bad about it so the way I've it's helped me adapt to that you know that struggle is just keep pushing for what you want to happen you know like push for it in to a reasonable extent do as much as you can to make it happen but don't stress yourself out in the process of pushing for it. If you if you feel like you need to take a break, take a break. But just don't forget that this vision you have in your head is still there. Because if you treat it as if, oh, it's not there, then you begin to, the pace begins to drop a bit. And I, in my opinion, you don't want that to happen. You want to keep the momentum going as much as possible. You can't control everything. You can only do so much. And then after that, life just takes Shape the way it's supposed to. So it's a very humbling thing, also, for you to realize. But I feel like you just have to um, try as much as possible to balance it out, but keep fighting for it.
1: I'll just say that the way that I'll probably deal with it is to I, I personally, I, I've lately I've learned to trust the process. But I know how difficult it could be to trust the process. So for me, I, I, I I manage the expectations by by breaking down or, or manage my own anxiety or my own uh, impatience, in a sense, um, by breaking down my expectations into smaller bits. Okay, so what's the first tiny thing that I expect to happen? Even if I carry this small burden and I'm expecting this small stuff, at least something very small, right? So it's not, you know, the the, the bigger picture, do you get? So and then once I get the smallest thing, maybe I then take on the of the yeah. other one, but then generally speaking, I would say um, the best is to, to just try and trust the process, and you know things are like they always follow through. So. It's always good to yearn mm-hmm. for the
2: best. It's always good to seek for the best. It's always good to have like the right uh, relationships and groups that probably, while they are moving ahead, they could also carry you along. So that's another good and vital part of it. That I'm still important about that social media i don't know whether social media is like a dangerous tool with regards to this form because i feel people have actually f- fallen prey to this especially on instagram and facebook and for linkedin I, it got to a point where i had to like quit linkedin because i felt people were like posting so many certifications someone would say i just did this and be like how th- how in god's name did you get this at like, this young age <laughs> And I'm still here, so I thought, is this a fake life? Is it all this audio, movement, and audio? News? So I was like, probably I should just step out a little bit, get some fresh air, build on myself, and not focus on what people are doing out there. But at the same time, I think it's good for us to know how we come in and how we use the contents we see online, and not allow it to affect our emotional states and affect how we think and how we project our life to be. Probably, probably pick out the good things from it. Then those that you feel that might be so extrinsic and might require you to go way beyond what you're not supposed to do, probably just set it as a future goal, but not necessarily things that would push you to do anything that might get you depressed. So I was talking with a friend yesterday and the growing rate of suicide is probably very scary. And when you look at it, it's not necessarily because um, you had a bad experience of their about. It's just because of what you see others doing, and that you're missing out. So I wouldn't. I don't know whether this would be a right example. The in Asia, probably Japan, Korea, they find out that students, most especially, probably are losing them because they find out all oh, the stress is just too much for them. You see their counterparts doing really great. You know, the expectation on them is so much. I heard that a student in Korea from a, a, um, what's the discovery was that they stay from morning till 10 p.m. in the evening still in school. For Nigeria, yeah, maybe 4 p.m. and they're all back. And you find this expectation is probably too much. I mean, they look around and see how people are enjoying the best of life from all over the globe and they themselves are stuck to their books. I feel you get them depressed, and most of them probably go ahead and commit suicide. Likewise, for a young Asian who is probably looking at how successful his fellow counterparts is probably in the tech world creating new things and getting novels and you're just here probably you have have nothing to show for them i think it gets you so depressed at the end of the day you feel what's the need why i've already missed out a lot not just i've missed out one thing i've missed out a lot then it's probably just take my life maybe that's the only thing i might not miss out on so, I think there should be a point where we need to understand how this affects our psychology and how to be able to bring about a balance, if I'll call it a balance, but at the same time, like try to understand the fact that we should have a life satisfaction rating for ourselves. So,
0: I think for me, there are two things that I've really learned in thinking about this, so, uh, this formal issue. The first one is that when you compare yourselves to other people that you create more problems for yourself and that's why I'm not a fan of of comparison in general even I mean this is a totally separate thing but I'll just use it as a small example for example when parents compare different siblings oh your brother is doing this and you're doing that I find it very problematic because it creates a lot of anxiety that could be avoided.
1: It's not even separate at all. Because mm-hmm. see, when, when parents are there, you know, it creates FOMO in... Like, the, the person feels like they're missing out on the kind of praises and the kind of things mm-hmm. that the other person is getting. So, I think it's mm-hmm. totally fine.
0: Okay, to um, go on. Yeah, fair enough. You know, when you go on social media and then you start seeing people moving ahead, LinkedIn, Everybody is posting job updates and certifications and how they spoke on this panel or that it it just makes you subconsciously you're just like wow that would be nice but it doesn't just stop there apart from that would be nice it's like why am i not at that level yet why am i not this why this why that you start asking yourself all these questions that you just put pressure on yourself and you know that's where comparison in as much as It is difficult. I think we all need to just... At at the end of the day, you can't kill yourself, you know, like, you do what you can and you just trust your own process. Not everybody's journey is different, and I think we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes. You you may... Your approach may be the most unconventional of, you you know, how to get a job or how to move ahead, but you can still end up at that point that you desire. And so that's the first thing for me, is that comparison, we should do less of that as much as we can. And the second thing is that um, if something is not working for you, just get creative. Do something, even if it's completely different, do something else. If you feel like, if you want to go a certain direction in terms of your career and it's not working, what's stopping you from doing something, even if it's completely different or not conventional at all? We find that a lot of times in life, the people who make it, the people who have the most interesting success stories did things very unconventionally. They didn't do it the normal way that everybody expects. And so it creates this element of, you know, just like mystique, if you will, like, oh, how did they do it by doing it this way? And then you find that by thinking creatively, shifting your focus, you really can open like many more doors can open for you because of the unconventional ways you're doing things sometimes we look i guess at too broad of a picture that we forget of what we forget what is right in front of us the little things and that those are the two things for me you know limit comparison and just take a completely different route and don't be afraid of taking risks because you have to to find what you're looking for sometimes
1: I, I want to say, so I wanted to really emphasize something that you, you mentioned and then you touched on it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is that, you know, um, journeys are different. And it's very, Wendy, one of the uh, most profound things that I've heard, even though I know it's a cliche statement and people say it all the time, is that, but it's, very, it's still very profound to me, is that, um, you know, when you're going to a destination, there are many, many ways to get there. Some people would fly to the place. Some people would go by road. Some people would go by train. Some people would use jujú if there's such a thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> some people would take a bike, whatever. Some people go by sea, but they all end up in the same destination at different times, but in, at the same destination. I've seen people go from zero to a hundred real quick, where it took somebody else to go from say um, a junior role, when they just graduated from school, they just went into an internship role. And then it took them 25 years to become a manager. Somebody else went out of school, went from straight from internship, straight to becoming a manager and in two years. So it doesn't, it's, it's a different journey. It, it doesn't make one better than the other. Yes, sometimes we think about it as, um, oh, why why couldn't that be me? Why couldn't I be the faster one? But then you forget the little blessings and i guess it ties back to what you were saying rich when you were talking about how we we look at too too big a picture that we forget the things that are right in front of our faces so sometimes you forget the little lessons that you that you you gain by your own journey being a little different maybe because it was longer you picked up better skills that made you much more resilient and better capable to handle certain challenges in the of the job at the time whereas because this person skipped certain processes and got there really fast they might have missed on certain things that will make you come out much more successful. You don't know that? So really, I think it's it's about like understanding the differences in our journeys and realizing that at the end of the day, our destination insofar as we keep at it, we'll get there. It doesn't matter, you know, the route through which we do. Yeah. And, that, that's and i guess that of, this, this conversation so motivation all of a sudden <laughs> 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 so I, I, while you're speaking i just
2: thought about the aspects of relationships and i know sometimes we humans where the reasons we fuel this formal. we probably we might not know it but i think we actually fuel it as well so some of us are quite insensitive such that someone who is trying to probably live out of this formal transition, and you find out that you have people around you, friends who keeps fueling it and make you realize that, oh, you haven't gone anywhere yet. So just like you said, family, one, it starts from there. So as a child, you're growing up, you find out your, your brothers or sisters are shown more love than you, and parents don't realize this. And they keep fueling it the more, and you keep going back into your shell. At the end of the day, it lives with you. You go out there, you have friends. You see friends who are probably successful and rather than them carry you along and making you realize, oh, while I have this opportunity, I think I can also share it with you. You see them probably only coming around to tell you, oh, I got this, I got this, and that's the end. They are back again to their lives. And so you you already need to check out to know what is it that, that your friend is actually passing through? What is it that he or she feels when you tell them these kind of things? Do you feel like they are comfortable hearing it? and how do you help them out of it so i think if for anything try to have friends who will give you that positive vibe that pushes you to become better rather than forces you into that fear of that missing out so i think if as friends it's best that we always try to be there for one another and not try to paint it in our other colleagues faces that oh i think i'm doing better than you and so this is why I, uh, I just I just feel like friendships has something to play in how much people feel. Like Where you don't have the right friends, it falls this stand the more that they might not even know it. They become insensitive to your emotions. They become insensitive to your feelings, and they end up derailing you. And so, it's good that we should always be there for one another. We should also have that mindset to always say things that are pretty much positive that has a positive effect too how people feel and if you think that there's something you can do when you notice that someone is probably having that kind of mood do it try to reach out to the person try to probably offer assistance if there's any way you can within your power if it's to carry that person out of that place maybe oh you feel that you're not having as much fun as you can can we just step out together and just do something and probably breathe in some good fresh air or if it's a job you feel like oh you're, you're probably doing well and is taking your friend maybe times three of what you have to do to do it. How about just try to like give the person an advice and say, okay, this is how I did it and this is how you can go about it. I think these kind of things are very, very, very important to how we develop somebody to be able to step out of that fear of missing out boundary and become a better person. So I think relationship is another thing that really, really matters in how much we try to overcome this form.
0: I agree. So ultimately, carry one another along as much as you can. But also recognize that everybody's journey is different. And what works for me may not work for you. But just realize that, you know, your process is your own at the end of the day. Thank you so much, guys, for talking about this. I really, really learned a lot. And I appreciate discussing this with you guys.
1: Yeah, same here. Thanks. Thank you very much. Take care. Thinking Aloud is a production of Boys to Men Foundation.